Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Welcome to the show tonight. And look, let's start with a call to arms for all millennials. That is people aged, I think, in their 20s and 30s uh, at the moment. Um, I don't actually know where the millennial thing stretches, but the, the point is millennials are being attacked. We're under attack again, Zach. Mm-hmm. Feels like every week there's another expert coming out saying millennials can't well, save just money. Last or... week, 25 year olds were reported that they couldn't change uh, a tire on a car. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Every basically any well, way. Well, no, I can't change a tire. On a car. I mean, so but, it seems like in that instance no, they were right in on. your situation. I don't want to be a representative of all 25 year olds. That's true. So I just want to put... I didn't nominate myself as the representative. They wouldn't be happy with that. No. If I was put forward as the representative, there'd be mutiny. The point is, there's an expert who's come out and has commented on the work ethic of millennials, basically saying it's garbage and is going to scrap the economy. I think that this is another case where we need to we need to launch to the defence of people in our age bracket. Happy to do it. So if you are in your 20s, if you are in your 30s, maybe early 40s, where's the cutoff? This seems like something, an unnecessary detail. Would you like me to look it up? I'm just curious about what a millennial is, because you hear the term a lot, and I've just realised... I'm 29, and I've got a feeling I'm in the smack bang middle. Yeah, okay. So I might be on the younger edge, you're in the middle. Millennials, according to Wikipedia, are born in the early 80s to Mm. the early 2000s. Okay. So 20s, 30s, maybe... Early fo- no, that doesn't make sense. All right, if you're a millennial, stay tuned. We are going to come to the defence of the whole millennial generation shortly. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Just a bit of a warning. This story might make you very sad. Uh, there is a boy in the US who has killed his fish, his pet fish, in the most heartbreaking circumstances. His name is Everett, and he had a little fish called Nemo, who he loved so much that he took it out of the fish tank just before bed. And uh, took it into bed with him to cuddle it to sleep like a teddy bear. He basically suffocated it. Um, Nemo obviously couldn't live without water. Suffocated, as you said. And uh, Everett broke up, uh, woke up next to a dead fish the next morning. <laughs> it is there's, there's a photo that accompanies this news story of uh, Everett asleep next to Nemo the fish. Now, I don't know why when... Yeah, this kid's parents found him asleep in bed next to a dead fish. They thought, let's get a picture before anything else. But the picture is quite haunting yeah. because the fish is quite clearly deceased. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just what, a kid why, next what, to it, yeah. what, what gave away that it was deceased? The fact that instead of it was in water, <laughs> it was in a bed? <laughs> no, as in like the eyes are like bulging. Yeah. But I suppose that's, that's pretty, pretty common. Normal for a fish. It, look, it is heartbreaking. I mean, the the perhaps the least wise part of the story is the kid's parents have decided to buy him another fish. Yeah. Now, well, just, he's learned his lesson now. I don't think he... he's going to cuddle another fish. Well, well hopefully they explained <laughs> what the situation was, and the next fish stays in the tank. Well, hopefully, or maybe just put a child lock on the tank. Yeah. But it is it does raise an interesting area because often when you get a fish, you are a little kid. It's kind of like the first responsibility many kids get is a pet fish. Did you have a fish? Yeah. I, I had a few fish, and none of them fared particularly well, yeah. um, if, if I'm honest. One in particular uh, died because I left the fish bowl in the sun, in direct line of the why sun. Why did you put it in the sun? Well, I, did, I just put it in an area of my bedroom, which I didn't realize was going to get so much sunlight. Yeah, and, and baked. Yeah, baked. The, I think boiled might be the, <laughs> the correct cook. term. <laughs> and we do want to open this up. Thirteen, ten, sixty. when you were a kid, how did you kill your fish? Hmm. Because really, when you're that young, you're not you're not ready to be responsible for another living creature. 
And I do, I feel for the fish of the world who, you know, get sent out to Everett's home. And imagine, I mean, th- this story's a bit cute from Everett's perspective. From the yeah. fish, from the fish's perspective. Pretty dark. A hand comes in, picks it up, and its last breaths are while it's being cuddled in a bed. Uh, my fish, when I was younger, died of natural causes, but I, th- I threw it off the balcony to dispose <laughs> of the body. And then I was playing in the garden a few weeks later, I just yeah. found a fish skeleton. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Probably should have disposed of that better. Okay, well, that's... Why would you just throw it off the balcony? Well, what's, to me, there was no difference in doing that and flushing it. They were the yeah. same thing. This is why you never make the mafia. Yep. Because you, that's how you dispose of... Earth. Oh, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> you, think, you mean I miss out on organized crime? It's <laughs> a fair point. Uh, look, we've had a few come through on Instagram. Sky uh, said that she poured milk into the fish's tank because she thought the fish were thirsty. Yeah. And that well, was they needed their calcium. Yeah, absolutely. And Jana said uh, that her son wanted to show his goldfish his favorite photo of him and his cousin. So he threw the photo into the tank. And after a few hours, the ink had linked out and poisoned oh, no. the fish. Michael, <laughs> did the fish see through the glass? Just hold it up to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, surely the fish doesn't need physical contact with the photo. No. Anyway, 131060, how did you kill your fish or how did your fish die? Emily in Canberra, how'd you kill your fish? I did pretty much the same, picked my fish out of the tank. What were you trying to do, Emily? Play with it. Yeah. (laughs) What game were you hoping to play? Honestly, I don't remember. (laughs) So did you you have a parent come running in and say, look what you've done, or did you realise that you'd done the the, the crime yourself? Um, Afterwards, I'd realised, but during it was, yeah, just a bit of shock once it started... Flipping around on the floor. <laughs> yeah, they tend to do that. Say, yes. cry for help. <laughs> really? Because I think if you're a kid and you know that killing is bad, hmm. you'd probably start to panic you'd committed a crime. Yeah. And you might, you know, think you got to dispose of the body, as you just right. said you did before. Uh-oh, the true crime <laughs> podcast going to come after me. <laughs> um, we've got Caitlin in Sydney. Uh, did, how, how did you kill your fish? Is this you that did the killing? Uh, no. Um, so... My fish was in, like, a tank outside, and so yeah. one day when I was at school, a uh, kookaburra came in and swooped in and ate it. Did you see this happen, Caitlin? Uh, no. Uh, luckily, because, yeah. yeah, I was at school, I missed the gruesome act. See, are you thinking what I'm thinking, Zach, that one of Caitlin's parents killed the fish? Possibly. And has come up with a story to come well, up with Well, when this. I was in preschool, yeah. we had a class turtle yeah. that was eaten by a kookaburra, apparently. No one ever saw it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Do kookaburras swoop down and eat people's fish from fish tanks? Uh, yeah, I reckon they probably would. Um, we got Alicia in Brisbane. Uh, how did you kill your fish, Alicia? Uh, it wasn't me. It was my little brother. Mm. Um, he grabbed the laundry detergent and poured it into the fish tank. What was he thinking? Honestly, I wish there was a reason <laughs> for his actions. Um, he's also too young to even think about Maybe that it was cleaning it or anything. Right. He's only three. Yeah. Could be um, a bubble bath situation. <laughs> I yeah, look, I'd like to think it was good intentions, but uh <laughs> I, I honestly don't. <laughs> oh hang on, you you think your brother was intentionally killing the fish? I think oh look, I think he's a three year old who thought it would have been a bit of fun to pour some powder into mm. the fish tank. Yeah. Well, How can we need to uh, keep fish tanks a little higher off the ground? <laughs> yeah, I think well, that's the takeaway from all this. I'm wondering if maybe fish are a responsible pet to be selling. Yeah. I reckon maybe just give kids sea monkeys. Yeah. They're not alive. 
They'll yes, be fine. They are. are they alive as well? Of course they are. What are they? They're like some type of like plankton or something. Oh, I don't know. For flip's sake, then I really have committed some bad crimes. If what those did are you living do? creatures. What did you do? I ate some. <laughs> Why did you eat sea monkeys? Oh, uh, it was a dare when I was in primary school. But you drunk a, the water? I had a cup of some sea monkeys. <laughs> I didn't know they were real living what did creatures. You think they were. I don't know. This might explain the gut problems I've had for life. I've got sea monkeys in me. <laughs> Classic case of the sea monkeys. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. What's the story? Dom, it can be so hard to follow the news these days. That's why we're putting it to the test. Mm. I have the first half of some headlines over the last. 48 hours or so, just from hearing the headline, I want to see if you can tell where the news story is going. All right, let's get into it. I think I've kept up with the news today and yesterday, so I'm good to go. What is this story? A new poll has revealed as many as one in four voters still can't... (laughs) One in four (laughs) voters still can't what? Well, I'd imagine that's a general election story to be still can't make their mind up about who to vote for, maybe? That's not the story. A new poll has revealed as many as one in four voters still can't recognise Prime Minister Scott Morrison. <laughs> That's the story. Really? They can't figure out who the Prime Minister is. And can you blame them? It's a That's revolving true. door. How many have we had? It's a bit hard to keep up with. I hope, I mean, we're heading into election, what, two months' time? Mm-hmm. He probably hoped that that quarter could get on board by then. You would know who hope. he is. I mean, it doesn't bode well for you heading into an election no. if people don't know who you are and you're the Prime Minister. Well, your aim is that they'll come to know your policies. But, yeah. but I mean, just a starting point would be to actually know you exist, I suppose. Let's see if you can guess this story. Research from Roy Morgan reveals 15% of Aussies, 3 million people, visit... <laughs> 3 million Australians visit where? I'm thinking of your website. Yeah. Visit... What would be an interesting website to visit? Maybe, like, still visit MySpace? That's not the story. Research from Roy Morgan reveals 15% of Aussies, 3 million people, visit a fast food outlet more than 10 times a month. That's the story. 10 times a month. Yeah, I mean that. Do you? I reckon so. So what's that, a couple of times a week? Yeah, um, often two it's just Two and a half times a week. There is nothing better than a McDonald's McCafe chai latte. Yeah, so that's your and poison, is it? I'll often just drive through and say, give me a standard chai latte full cream. Get anything else? There. Small fries, yeah. if I can. Thought there'd be a few snacks. <laughs> just the small then, fries? Uh, I mean, occasionally. <laughs> Sometimes a hash brown. I mean, does it <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't really matter. The uh, point is, I, I think those numbers add up. That makes sense. Apparently, makes sense it's on the rise as well. More and more people going to fast food. Oh, good, good, for the, good for them. All right, let's <laughs> see if you can guess this story. Yeah. No one loves crocodiles more than the famous Irwins, except perhaps... <laughs> Who loves crocodiles more than the Irwins? That's Tracy Groomshaw, yeah? Yeah, that's a current affair, baby. Part of me hopes that she's about to say me and pull out like a stuffed crocodile <laughs> or something like that. That's not it. <laughs> That's not the story. (laughs) No one loves crocodiles more than the famous Irwins, except perhaps 61-year-old Vicky Lowing. She's got three living in the family home, and now she's fighting (laughs) to keep them. That's the story. What this person's keeping crocodiles. I didn't know you were allowed to do that. Where One of them was pretty big as well. Where the hell does the current affair get these stories? Oh, actually, something came up during it, and it said this was a viewer... Submission. Submission, yeah. And then it Bloody encouraged hell. you to submit. So I don't know if it was like a neighbour or whether this crocodile owner submitted the story. Did she But take in the them? shed like... out the back was a saltwater crocodile and a big one. And, when... and then she let it run around the yard. Oh, that's ridiculous. 
<laughs> I'd assume we're going to have off the leash crocodile yes. parks. I mean, look, I did. I don't think that's legal. Yeah. Well, it is. She had a license for him, but wow. I was like, "That's you're allowed to do that, <laughs> are you?" That's terrible. Imagine looking over your fence. <laughs> you, you're playing cricket and you hit the ball over. There's a two-metre saltwater crocodile over there guarding it. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. I am the best man at my brother's wedding coming up uh, in June, Zach. I'm pretty worried I'm going to ruin the whole thing because him and his fiance have asked me to plan a wedding surprise for them. That's all the information, really, that I've been given. Something in the ceremony that they don't see coming hmm. that will be a really touching moment. Why don't you, and yeah. I know you're searching for ideas. Yes, I really am. When they say, does anyone object, why don't you stand up? When, when say I object. Mm. And for what reason? Surprise. Because <laughs> they won't be expecting anyone yeah. to object. No, see, I think they want a good surprise. Oh, it's a good surprise. Well, last time we chatted about this, you did suggest lighting a fire. I feel like you might be working in the wrong ballpark. Okay, well, these are yeah. easy surprises to do. Yeah, they, they are. They won't be expecting a bad surprise. That's a good point. What if I'd put a whoopee cushion under the bride's dress? That's great. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to work some ideas there. But look, I have been contacted by the bio girl 314, who has pitched some ideas at me. And I'm grateful for these. Uh, there's four proposals that have come through. Honestly, all four of these are better than anything I've come up with myself so far. But I'm not sure if they're going to be doable. The first one is she said to hire a skywriter to write something above the ceremony, which I initially thought done. Pretty expensive. Sold. Do you know how much skywriting costs? Well, I don't, but I would think if it was affordable, more people would do it. <laughs> That's a great point. You don't see much skywriting anymore, do you? No. Yeah, she's. I yearn for the days of skywriting. Oh, <laughs> you're doing some yearning. <laughs> five grand, by the way, is where skywriting and, begins. And, and, you know, how many letters do you get for that? Uh, five, is that like a tweet's worth? Or? <laughs> it didn't say, but it, they were very clear to stress the point that occasionally uh, it can only last a few seconds if the wind's not good yeah, that day. So expensive. We should look into some skywriting for the show. Yeah, well, Except not, it's night time. <laughs> also, it's at night time. I don't know if that would work, would True. it? True. Uh, the second option was a good groomsman dance is always good, but that's yeah, do not, that, do a dance, but it's not possible. I'm not going to be able to do a good one. Yeah. That doesn't have to be good. No, the, the, the bio girl stressed good. Yeah. That good was underlined in the message. I would so. love so much for you to do a dance. Okay. Well, you, I've never seen you dance. Haven't you? No. Yeah. Well, do you I, dance well? Uh, no, not great. I, I mean, wouldn't have thought so. Uh, the third option was an overhead fireworks display. Yeah. Which again, I thought sold straight away. How um, much? Uh, starts at two grand. Yeah. Not, that's cheaper. That, well, we're coming down in price. But and aren't you splitting it with the maid of honor? So that's yeah. only $1,000 each. Only $1,000 each. Well, but just... doesn't it have to be in the ceremony? That's in the day. Yeah, that's that's another problem with it yeah. as well. I'd have to save that to the reception at night. So I thought, you know, these are great ideas, but unfortunately none are going to work until I got to the last one, which was release a cage of bees at the... Hang <laughs> on. <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> I meant to say Release the bees! <laughs> are you trying to clear out the uh, ceremony, are you, at the end? I meant to say release butterflies. I hope no one's allergic! <laughs> Jeez. Butterflies, is that what you meant? I don't know why releasing bees was on my mind. Can you release uh, <laughs> butterflies? Yeah, well, I looked into this. There are companies that do um, provide butterflies that you can release en masse mm. for, you know, at the end of a ceremony. Where do they go? At the, into the wild. Because I know if live, you release, but... like, uh, pigeons, yeah. they just fly back to their roost. 
Sure. No, butterflies just go and find a new, make a new home. Mm. The problem is butterflies don't have a long lifespan. Mm. They live, what, a day or two? Something like that. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's I mean, true. what are you basing that on? Have um, you looked that up? No, that was, well, I'm basing it on Pokemon, I think, Butterfree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I Do you know that mice aren't electric? <laughs> <laughs> mice aren't like Pikachu Shut either. Up. No, I remember hearing something about butterflies not lasting long. Okay. But that's uh, that's beside the point. The, because I did do some googling on it, and I found a website which says they can deliver butterflies to you to be released at the wedding. Yeah. It does say that they cannot provide a guarantee the butterflies will make it alive. Well, I've just googled it. Yeah. Um, a butterfly, the painted lady butterfly, twelve months they live. Okay, well, that you'd, you'd think they'd make that it alive. That kind of then. becomes cruel, though, doesn't it? What do you mean? Well, they're just releasing them into an area <laughs> yeah. unknown to them. Yeah. Maybe not their local area. So this is how you kick off your life together by disorienting a bunch of butterflies. You're possibly releasing a pest into yeah. a new ecosystem. You know, screw it, I'm doing the bees. <laughs> <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Like so many people, Dom, I just find it so hard to find things to eat at work. And that's why we're doing this. Toastman Zach, Toastman Zach, Toastman Zach, gonna give it a crack. I'm cooking things in a toaster. Later in the evening, toasting something pleasing. Hope he doesn't end up with a burnt hand. Tonight, Dom, we are going to find out once and for all if you can cook spring rolls in a toaster. I suppose it is the one implement that most office kitchens have, isn't it? you got a toaster, you often don't have an oven, you don't have a stovetop, might not even have a sandwich press, but you do have a toaster. What we're working with tonight are vegetarian cocktail Spring rolls, which were on sale for half price at Coles earlier mm. this evening. Dom, sure. where do you sit on spring rolls? I know some people have some passionate yeah. beliefs that they shouldn't be vegetarian. I was talking to someone the other day who was like, nah, I don't, vegetarian spring rolls are the worst. I don't care what's in them. I care how they taste. And uh, I've never had one. A new age man. <laughs> it's not often to do people say, I don't look what's on the inside. I look on the outside. No, it's just the taste. I, like If it's vegetarian and it tastes good, great. But I doubt it would. We um, have been asking for people's opinions on Instagram. I assume yes. everyone thinks this is a great idea with no safety concerns uh, at all. Well, I mean, you, James is on your side. James says it will work. Carly, however, says that if these are straight out of the freezer, it's going to end badly. Yeah. Uh, Amanda says nope. Just plain nope, basically. Okay, well, let's get this um, started. because yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, before you go, can you tell me what the general cooking instructions on these spring rolls are? Does it have that on the box? I don't know where the box is, to be uh, honest. The box is gone. Okay, it's I'm gone. guessing it'll be 15 minutes in an oven, It's about 15 minutes in an oven. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm just putting these... Uh, North to south, you might say, into the toaster. Uh, We do have a fire extinguisher on hand in case the likely situation, this does end in a fire. And how many many rounds in the toaster are we going to go? Well, we're going to see that, Dom. I reckon it's going to take three. I reckon three rounds at seven, which is the highest this toaster goes. We're going to get crispy, perfect spring rolls. Let's load them in. Okay. We'll go to a few songs, and on the other side of this, we'll answer the question, can you cook spring rolls? In a toaster in your office. Oh, they've just gone down and they've already started to smell toasty, Dom. Okay. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Toastman Zach, Toastman Zach, Toastman Zach, gonna give it a crack. I'm toasting things in a toaster. Later in the evening, toasting something pleasing. Hope he doesn't end up with a burnt hand. I am currently in the kitchen trying to figure out things that you can cook at work. I am toasting spring rolls in yep. a toaster. 
And they've had, what, six minutes or so in the toaster now, Zach? They've done two full cycles. I'll get yeah. them up. I did hear, can I just say in the song there, as, as I heard your microphone feeding through, a lot of, oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. I'm going to be honest with you. It's yeah. been a disaster. <laughs> The spring rolls have fallen through the toaster chutes. <laughs> okay. uh, we we narrowly narrowly avoided a fire. Yeah. Um, now there's there's a number of spring rolls stuck under the toaster. Well, because I also and heard. I, it, <laughs> yeah, I could also hear producer Michael at one stage saying, "Oh, we probably shouldn't with the metal tongs." <laughs> so <laughs> I just. No, I mean... we are being safe. However, <laughs> I am looking at a number of spring rolls yeah. in the bottom of the toaster. I have managed out of the seven I tried to cook. To, to cook what I believe are two of them. Okay, so go I'm coming into the studio now. <laughs> I think by the looks of the two of them, yeah. I actually think they may have worked. Okay. I'm excited by it. Right. I mean, the, the percentages that I'm hitting at are very low, if this is the case. Well, the, the smell has made it from the kitchen into the radio studio through the air vents. This only took two cycles at seven. I okay. thought it would take three. It was only two. Yeah. But have a look at this. Let me see here. Have a look at this one. This That's pretty good. That only took five minutes. In Those the do look like they've been in the oven for 15, actually. That does look pretty dead on. Right. Um, well, here's the taste test. We want to hear a crunch. If we hear a crunch, then it's worked. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's... Look at the steaming yeah. out the middle. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, you risk burning down your office. <laughs> But I did manage to cook one out of seven. That's pretty good. And I managed not to have a fire. That's not bad. I definitely don't recommend you do it at home. (laughs) Toastman Zach gets a win first up. Uh, Oh, that is good. Do you need a hand with the toaster, though? Uh, Should I come in? Michael's currently Googling the model to see if we can take it apart. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not sure if the toaster's going to be working for breakfast tomorrow. But we've managed to get one good spring roll out of it. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Attention all millennials, we have been slammed yet again. It's hard to be millennial, Zach, because always in the news cycle, someone wants to come out and say that apparently we're screwing up the world and not doing life right. Mm -hmm. Today it is a HR expert who says that millennials are ruining the workforce because apparently there's no work ethic in millennials and they can barely last 90 days in a job. This is just a couple of weeks after the, there was that muffin break controversy. Yes, Remember that? Yes, that's right. Where they said no one wanted to work for free. For muffin like, break. Has anyone ever wanted to work for free? <laughs> yes, completely. I think that's a very, very point. And might I add, we didn't talk about the muffin break thing on the show. Yeah. I remember chatting to, this wasn't a muffin break, this was a, one of the cookie shops, one of the various cookie shops. I offered to do work experience there for cookies and they turned that down yeah. when I was in high school. <laughs> Over the summer. I said, I honestly will do experience here for cookies. They turned it down. So I I will not cop anything. I mean, maybe they did the maths and realized they were not worth our while. They would have ended up down. Did you tell them how many cookies you could get through? I didn't, but I was a regular there. Yeah. So they they had an idea. (laughs) They'd done the maths, probably. Anyway, these stories come out again and again. And I just feel like these are completely unsolicited claims. There's no, I mean, the the stats they've got here are flimsy. Yeah. Do you, I mean, you know a bunch of millennials. You are one. Do you Mm -hmm. feel like millennials struggle the last 90 days in a job? Not the ones I know. I do know when I did start a job once, when I came in the next day, they said, ah, you came back. The last couple of people who were doing that job didn't come back. And so it did give me the indication that some mm. people in that job were only lasting one day. That could have been a comment more on the job, though, it, than yeah. the workforce. Well, it was a pretty lazy job. So, <laughs> right, sure. Well, let, let's put this to the test. 131060, how quickly did you quit your job? Are there people out there who are quitting in less than 90 days? Maybe how... 
maybe much less than 90 days. This is what we got last time we did this. I quit my job after two shifts. It was at a hairdressing salon and I was just not into sleeping floors. I had my first job when I was about 15 and it was a local burger store. Um, and I came in and they told me to clean the under the deep fryer. So I just walked out, got on my bike, hopped on home. Well, um, it was my first shift as a waitressing. I decided to be clumsy and dropped all their plates right in front of them all over the floor and I quit out of sheer embarrassment. So, look, I suppose there are those examples. And look, I understand. Were you you aware of the audio we were about to play (laughs) (laughs) when you launched into (laughs) Millennials Don't Quit Jobs Quickly? Uh, Our producer, Michael, did put that package together. I'd forgotten. And maybe maybe it was actually after hearing that segment on the show that this expert's come out with this statement. It might be based on that. Possibly. But let's put it to the test. 131060, how quickly did you quit your job? Donald, in Melbourne, how quick did you quit? It actually took me a week and a bit to realise how terrible the job was. And then I just up and left, really. What was the issue with it? So the issue was that I applied for a job, right? That was my first big voice job out of Mm. school and all that as well. And I realised, all right, this sounds really good. They didn't tell me that it was a door knocking sort of job either. And so basically, and I realised, I've learned it the hard way that it was a door knocking sort of job. And... Nobody got time for that. So that's what I realised <laughs> and I kind of just up and left, really. So were you selling things door-to-door, Donald? Pretty much, pretty yeah. much. And it was about, like, I think I was selling, like, the solar panel or something like that. Yeah, okay. And then I realised, uh, firstly, it's a terrible job. Definitely nobody wanted, wanted like, the whole door-knocking thing. Yeah. It's like one of those pesky kiosk things at the shopping centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Coated it really, really good. I do okay. remember seeing ads like that where they say, like, do you want to be your own marketing manager? You're like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then you find out, yeah, you're walking door to door selling something. Yeah, but you get to be in the outdoors for a stroll. Mm-hmm. It was 37 degrees where we live today, Doc. <laughs> Amy on 131060. How quick did you quit, Amy? Uh, I quit four hours into my first shift. Four hours? <laughs> Amazing. That's going to be a record. What happened? Uh, I was working for a fast food restaurant. It was my first job when I was 15. Yeah. Uh, and they put me on a super repetitive, gross, like, job to do. Yeah. And after, f- it was like a six-hour shift. Yeah. And four hours in, I was like, I don't like this. So I told my manager that I felt sick. Yeah. And I rang my mum to come pick me up, and I never went back. Never went back. <laughs> uh, did you put it on your resume, Amy, or did you leave that one off when nope. you applied for the next nope. job? I did not put any any of that on my resume. That's a really good it. idea, Amy, yeah. because Dom was in a job for a month, we found out last week, <laughs> delivering newspapers. Yeah. He did put it on his resume, <laughs> yeah. and he put, I left promptly because I quickly achieved everything I wanted to in that role. <laughs> Imagine if Amy had done that just after four hours. Well, I got all the experience I needed, and I moved on quickly. <laughs> Uh, Tim, on thirteen ten sixty, how quick did you quit, Tim? Sorry, you there? Yes, yes. How quickly did you quit, Tim? Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I quit during my induction. <laughs> so you hadn't even officially started yet. No. <laughs> what happened? Um, oh, well, the, I just asked him during the induction what the pay rate was, and it was significantly less than what I expected. So I wasn't having a bar of it. <laughs> I'm out. I love the fact that you get all the way to the induction, and I imagine they just say the rate, and, yeah. and Tim's just walks out the door, just like, right, I'm out of there, which is reasonable. But, you know, I'm starting to think this expert might have a point. Yeah. Uh, a I, people. I, but I think in all yeah. those instances, I don't think the fault was for people quitting. That's true. It sounds like the jobs were pretty dodgy. Yeah, that's true.
Okay, well, let's send that to news.com.au. That's what they should be reporting. It's like they say, oh, okay, so everyone quits jobs in the first three months. Yeah. Any comments about what the jobs were? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, this job's a good job, and I've stayed here for three years, though. Yeah. Well, two and a half. Congratulations. (laughs) Do I get long service leave yet? (laughs) I think in FM radio, yeah, we are pretty close to that. (laughs) Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Day. Or nay. Every single day seems to be international this, national that day. So many of them. I wanted to see if you could pick the real ones from the fake ones, Dom. So I have three days in front of me, all celebrated today, the 13th of March. That's exciting. That means you've got 23 hours left ahead to celebrate these ones. Two of these I'm about to read out are real. One is fake. Dom, tell me which is which. What do you got? Our first one is wear a crazy hat day. Well, that day already exists. That's Melbourne Cup Day. Yeah. Well, I think these are more quirky hats. Uh, would you call the Melbourne hat, Melbourne yeah. Cup hats crazy? Would it you? was me trying to have a burn at the Melbourne Cup. Ah! Yeah, that was, um, I need a sound effect. Do you? That I can play when I burn somebody. Can we get that, Michael? Producer Michael, can we get a sizzle sound effect when I burn somebody? How often would we use that? Well, I mean, that's the first time. Yeah. But I, I intend to do more burns. Okay. So oh, I can, he's like, put the world at notice. Burns coming your way doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like a big like mic drop moment. Yeah. Kind of sounds like you're a snake. <laughs> it's like oh no, that's a new character. Everyone, pull your feet up. There's a snake in the studio. So the first one is wear a crazy hat day. Second yeah. one is earmuffs day. A day for earmuffs. Okay, so it's all about head fashion at the moment. Yeah. Which uh, why, why would you need a day for earmuffs? So is this to promote ear safety? Are we talking, when you say earmuffs, are you talking about... Ear safety? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, are you talking about the things that people wear on job sites to stop the noise, or yeah. the things you wear on your ears when in the cold place to keep I them I think warm? those are both earmuffs. Right. So, so kind both, of like yeah. uh, headphones that aren't playing music. One of If you've those... never seen them before. We've got to explain things well, in case people that's don't know. a good point. One of those two prevents your ears from too much noise and the other from too much cold. That's ear safety. Okay. I imagine audiologists might have come up with earmuffs day. Do you have any burns around earmuffs day that you want to get out? Can I have a minute? No. Okay. Uh, our last one is Oprah open. Oprah day. I'm on board with that. Open an umbrella indoors day. Okay. It's, I'm guessing this is something to do with screw superstition. We're going to do it anyway. Why is that? I got a burn, by the way. Yeah. Um, okay. We're we'll going back to that. <laughs> no, no, no. For the new one. I guess. I bet Mary Poppins likes that day. Good one. <laughs> you are aware we're on the radio at the moment. <laughs> just, just questioning whether you know that this is being broadcast to actual people. Because sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I wonder if you are aware that, I, admittedly, not a lot of people, but there are people listening. <laughs> Are you saying you didn't like my Mary Poppins comment? Okay, we have open an umbrella indoors day, earmuffs oh, right, day, and here. wear a crazy hat day. Which yeah. one's real? Which one's fake? Okay, I reckon open an umbrella indoors day, real, legitimate. Yeah. I reckon crazy hat day, real. You've made up earmuffs. Incorrect. Earmuffs is real. Crazy hat day was made up. Oh, okay. Well, that's a shame. Yep. Let's wrap this one up. <laughs> what? You're saying I can't do burns tomorrow night on the oh, show? Do you have one last burn to go out on? Um... Oh, jeez. Hang on, come to me. Come to me. Uh, come to me. Um, this is going to be played in, yeah. <laughs> in uh, the... radio schools. And they'll say, these guys got a job. 
So should you be able to? Oh my gosh, you did the burn. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.